What's up? What's up? This is Bring the Noise Podcast with Straight the Clipper, and we're in the house. And we coming at you this week with an album review from a legendary Queens MC by the name of MC Shan. And we're going to do his sophomore album, Born to be Wild, from 1988. That's right, we're taking it to the 80s, and we're going to do our first album review from an 80s album. Um, obviously, I did the top 10 uh albums from 1988 this one was not in the top 10 but uh it would be in the top 20 so when i do that uh next 10 uh, whenever that is you can best believe this album will be a part of that anyway this album was dropped on october 25th 1988 and like i said it's the sophomore album so a little quick uh we're not going to do like a full artist review but just uh for people who don't know who mc shan is um Shan was popping in the mid to late 80s. He was on Cold Chillin'. He's one of the first MCs to be signed to Warner Brothers, a huge uh, company type thing going on. And he was one of the main members of the Juice Crew. And so Marley Mall produced this whole album. So again, you don't know who Marley Mall is, look him up, legendary producer produced for LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, Biz Marquee, you know, guy's a legend, right? So, here's the thing. Shan is mostly known for his first album, Down By Law. He's also mostly known for his rap beef with Boogie Down Productions and KRS-One and how he lost that battle, basically. But we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on this album and kind of what direction he took with this album. Again, a lot of people will say Down By Law is better than Born To Be Wild. Down By Law is a fucking dope-ass album. Here's my opinion. I love Born To Be Wild. I think the production from Marley Mall was better. I think Shan's rhymes were better. And all in all, I think this album was a step up from his first album, Problem is, is by this time in 88, Shan had kind of gotten the reputation that he got, you know, beat by Boogie Down Productions. People weren't really fucking with him anymore. You know, he used to be the top guy, but then he got knocked down. Um, Sometimes his flow is a little old school. So like in 88, it was even kind of getting played out a little bit. Shan doesn't necessarily changes flow very often he does kind of have an old school sound to him he also has a very high voice so a lot of times people didn't really take him seriously I feel like after the battle but I'm here to tell you that Shan is a lyricist okay like the guy is he's a super superb lyricist and and now we can look back for a new generation of people who maybe don't know anything about the Bridge Wars, and they can listen to MC Shan and realize what a pioneer he is in the game and how influential he was to Queens, especially. Um, 
you know, he paved the way for Queens MCs, you know, not that he was the first one from Queens, but, you know, for a little while there in the late 80s, Shan was larger than life. Like, he was the man. So, coming into 88, he might have lost his spot a little bit, and this album kind of went under the radar and maybe didn't get the love it deserves, but I'm here to tell you, Born to be Wild is uh, it's a, it's a solid album. And without further ado, we're going to jump into that album right about now. And it starts off with what I believe is MC Shan's greatest song that he's ever recorded. It's called I Pioneered This. So, I Pioneered This. I mean, here's the thing. It samples Rising to the Top from Kenny Burke. So, again, if you don't know what that beat is, look that up. Dougie Fresh has used that beat. Lots of MCs have used that beat. It's a, it's a dope-ass beat dope-ass sample, and they flip it beautifully. I pioneered this, is basically Shan just letting MCs know, like, hey, how could I fall off? I helped pioneer this shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it has got to be the best song that he's ever recorded. Lyrically, by far the best song he's ever recorded. He's out for blood. When he starts this album, and you know, I've said it thousands of times, you know, when you start an album off, you got to come out swinging. Here's the thing. you I mean, he came out with a knockout blow on number one. Almost too hard is what I'm thinking because every song after this, this is a solid album, but I feel like the rest of the album doesn't live up to I Pioneered This. But when you got something to prove and people are telling you, you fell off, you ain't shit anymore, Karis one whooped your ass, you know, you're done, you know, you got to come out swinging. So I think that's why they started the album out with I Pioneered This. And it's just Shan ripping. I mean, he's he rips this fucking song. This is the first song I ever heard from MC Shan. I knew who he was because I'm a big KRS-One fan. Um, but I never really heard too much from him. I had heard the bridge, so I, I my my apologies. I guess this wasn't the first song I heard. I had heard the bridge before, but I really didn't fuck with Shan until uh, my buddy showed me the song when we were in high school. I pioneered this, and I was like, "Man, this this Shan." I was like, "I'm li- I'm sitting there listening to and listening to it," and I'm like, "Okay, maybe I was wrong about MC Shan because this dude's fucking kicking lyrics." And I mean, the beat, the lyrics. This song is a top notch hip hop song in general. And like I said, it's Shan's best song, um, as far as I'm concerned. He's got a lot of good songs, but I Pioneered This is by far just Shan. It's like he was like, look, I got something to prove. I I haven't fallen off at all. In fact, I'm even better than I was before. Check this shit out. And again, for anyone who got this album back in 88 or whenever you you did, I mean... To start it off with this song, like, come on now. Man, come on now. I'm not, oh, it's a good one. It's my favorite Shan song of all time. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. And he's got a lot of good quotables in here. And, uh, yeah, it, it, there's not really much more I can try to amp up this song to show or try to tell you how great it is. So you know what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to just play that clip. That way you can hear 
just how fucking raw this song is. This is MC Shan with I Pioneered This from the album Born to Be Wild, 1988. Let's play that clip right now. And we are back. That was I Pioneered This. And yo, like I said, that beat, that's raw. Them rhymes, that's raw. That's just a little clip. The whole song, it's, it's, yeah, it's raw. It's dope. It's fresh. Everything. Everything you can imagine. Like I said, you can put that song up against some of the greats. And that's why you can't, you can't take anything away from Shan and say he wasn't a great lyricist or he wasn't that great of an MC because I can show you this song and be like, bullshit, bullshit. And he's got other songs I can show you too, but I, I'll put this song up against any of the greats, for real though. So let's get into number two. Number two, we keep, the, we keep it rolling. It's another solid song. It's called Give Me My Freedom. So here's the thing with this song. Um, this song was also on Marley Mall's In Control Volume 1. So, again, big with the Juice Crew. Marley Mall basically had an album where he had the whole Juice Crew on there, Cold Chillin' on there. That's This is the album that has the symphony with Big Daddy Kane, G-Rap, Ace, and uh, Craig G. And Freedom was on that, that album as well. So they also put it on um, Shan's album, Born to be Wild. So it samples Get Up and Dance by Freedom. Um, also, it's a very, that sample is a pretty big staple in hip-hop. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five used that song for their song called Freedom as well. So big sampled, especially in early hip-hop. And this one keeps it going because Shan and Marley Mall do a fantastic job on this song the way that he flipped the beat and the way shan's ripping on this one um again it's kind of similar to i pioneered this uh shan's just kind of you know shan's a very big braggatocious rapper that's you know which was a big style i mean it's always been a style in hip-hop but them you know through the 80s that was you know the main thing like basically I'm better than you, you ain't shit, here's why I'm better, you know, and uh, um, the, another thing about this uh, album is through most of this, the songs, there's not really hooks, you know, even on I Pioneered This, it's just Shan going, I helped pioneer this, yeah, yeah, I helped pioneer this, and it's kind of the same on this song, when he ends each verse, he goes, give me my freedom. And then the beat kind of goes. And most of the time, the hook is just Molly Mall scratching or sampling something. And um, which, you know, if you're big into hooks, you probably don't like that. But a lot of old school hip hop did that. I'm a big fan of it. I call it like traditional hip hop because they weren't really worried about hooks. They were like, you're paying attention to the lyrics. Fuck the hook. You know what I mean? As long as the beat's slamming and you're kicking rhymes, you know, fuck the hook, you know, basically. And that's this album has a lot of those songs. Um, so, yeah, Give Me My Freedom. 
solid song. This is also uh, a good good number two. You know, we're starting the album off hard. Again, you're coming after I Pioneer This, so is it even on the same level as that song? No. There might there's really only one song on this album that's on the level of I Pioneer This. And when we get to it, I'll let you know that that's that song. But uh, I'm a big fan of Gimme My Freedom. Um, it's a great song. So, you know, on that note, let's just play that clip from number two off the album, Born to be Wild from MC Shan. Gimme My Freedom. Hit it! And we're back. That was Give Me My Freedom, number two. And let's just roll into number three. Number three is a song called So Deaf. Um, so, again, you know, you got to remember it's 88. So when I, and I love, I love old school hip hop. So lately I've done, or pretty much on this podcast so far, I've done mostly, you know, from 1990 to 95, um, Hip hop, that is a lot of people's favorite, like when they look back to old school hip hop. So some of these beats, you might say, well, they're not as dope as Gangstars or this, that and whatever. But, you know, for 88, despite what you think, these are, you know, these are some good, good beats. Are they Marley Mall's greatest beats ever? No, but still, nonetheless, great production. And So Deaf is a very simple beat. And again, the hook on this is just Molly Mall sampling Roxanne Shante saying so deaf, right? And again, it's just, and a lot of the songs on this album are braggatocious. So you got to pay attention to the lyrics, punchlines, metaphors that he's kicking. So deaf, you can imagine what this is about. It's just Shan telling you why he's so deaf. And again, he doesn't really change up his flow very, very much, which is what I was kind of saying about him in general. He kind of keeps the same flow with whatever beat he's on. You know, that's just kind of his, that, that's what he is as an MC. And that's, you know, you go listen to his album before this, kind of the same flow. Granted, his lyrics are better. And I would say he's still, depending on the song, he can change it up, but his voice tone never really changes. And, you know, I think that's what some people will be like, eh, I don't know about this guy and his high voice, but I'm telling you, those first two songs are going to grab you. Give me my freedom and I pioneered this. And So Deaf is definitely not as good as those ones, but it's still a solid song. And like I said, it's just, it's MC Shan telling you why he's so deaf. You know, like braggatocious battle rapping. That's that's MC Shan in a nutshell right there, basically. And, uh, yeah, so deaf, there's not really much to remember about it. Um, you know, not too many quotables that you'll remember, but solid song. Nonetheless, I don't skip it. I like it. I like the beat. I like the flows. I like the rhymes. Um, yeah. And on that note, let's just play a clip from number three. So deaf right now from MC Shan. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Scrap it. 
Yo, what up? That was number three, So Death. Now let's get into number four. It is a song called Back to the Basics. Now, this song is an ode to the old school. Yes, even in 88, there was an old school. So raps went through quite a bit of generations. So this is considered kind of like the late second, early third generation of hip hoppers, right? So this is kind of just Shan giving back to the people that paved the way for him. So even rap's kind of old school in it. Like he even kind of goes, you know, how can I explain this? Basically like, well, it's one for the trouble and wildlife rhyme and you know just who it be. Well, it's the master of disaster. Yes, you know who it be. It's Shannon Molly. You know, like those are just lyrics I just made up. He didn't say that. But now you understand kind of how the flow is. Obviously, I'll play the clip. You'll hear it too. So I like it because it's a nice ode to the old school. Again, the beat, pretty simple. You know, nothing that sticks out too crazy for you. But nonetheless, it's a, it's a good song. I'm going to admit, I do find myself skipping this song sometimes. Uh, maybe it's because the beat is just kind of very simple and Shan's rhymes are pretty simple in it. But, you know, that's kind of, you know, not taking anything away from those early hip-hop artists, but, you know, besides Melly Mel and Grandmaster Kaz and Cool Mo D, a lot of MCs had pretty simple rhymes, pretty simple flows, so that's what Shan was kind of going for on this uh, record. At least to me, that's what it seems like. And, um, yeah, again, it's a good song. I do find myself skipping it, but... That I don't skip it because it's a bad song. I just, you know, there's other songs on here that sometimes, you know, I'm just like, yeah, we're going to skip this one and get to the next one type of thing. But nonetheless, when you go listen to this album, give it the give it the full spin. I'll always encourage you to listen to every song on an album, no matter what. And then you can decide for yourself which ones you like and you can kind of skip through and play what you want. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, on that note, let's play a clip from number four back to the basics let's go What up? We back after that little clip. And now you hear, you know, like I said, real simple, but, you know, a nice ode to the old school. And I like what he's going for on it. So I can't front on him for that. Anyway, let's get into number five. It's called Go For Yours, because I'm a get mine. Um, This song is uh, a very um, welcoming, different style for Shan, right? So like I said, he's mostly a braggatocious rapper, right? That's that's his MO, battling, bragging. So on Go For Yours, he starts kicking knowledge, right? And I like it. The beat has this cool kind of like flute flutter type sound on it. And again, it's it's pretty basic, but that little flutter sound, it's, it's very cool. I like it. It's a very mellow beat. And... Uh, yeah, dude, Shan just like, I, it surprised me when I would w- would listen to this album because from what I normally knew Shan to rap about, you know, he's he's even doing the arm, leg, a leg, arm, head, like a Quran line. 
you know, supreme being doing the mathematics, talking about the nation of Islam, the 5%, you know, and which was starting to get very big at this time. Obviously, his uh, enemy, KRS-One, was very conscious. You know, Rakim was getting very conscious himself, um, as, as well as a handful of other MCs. So this was becoming um, kind of like, I don't even want to say a fad, but it was becoming cool to kick knowledge on records instead of just bragging. So the way I look at it is this was kind of Shan's way of being like, no, I got knowledge itself too, all right? And I'm going to give you a little knowledge right now. And that's kind of what he you know, says, like, even in his rhymes, he talks about how he's trying to better his life, better his community, you know, how they should better each each other as well as a race. And, you know, he'll end it like, you better go for yours because I'm going to get mine, you know, basically, like, letting you know, like, hey, I studied, I got knowledge of self, I'm bettering myself, I'm going to get mine, you got to go for yours type of thing. And, yeah, like I said, it's just, it's a good song. Um, definitely, after Back to the Basics, this is one of those songs that I kind of skipped to get to. I really do like the beat, and I really do like the different um, direction Shan went for on this song. I think it was welcoming because, you know, Down by Law was pretty much mostly braggatocious, you know, raps. He did have conscious records, you know, Jane stopped this crazy thing on his last album, which was, you know, about a crackhead. And like, so it's not like he never had rapped about, you know, problems in going on in the black community or whatnot, you know, or rapping about, you know, knowledge of self, but, um, he did really good on this song and I, I very much like it. I'm glad he went in that direction because yeah, he did well. And on that note, let's just play a clip from Go For Yours, because I'm a get mine. From MC Shan, Born To Be Wild, 1988. Hit it. I have a song called The Hood because I walk with a limp. Would you believe they even call my boy a hip-hop pimp? Like Dr. King, I had a dream. I couldn't sleep too long. If I had to stand alone, I'd still be strong. And we back, yo. That was Go For Yours. Now, you hear that nice flutter beat, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, good song. Really good song. And uh, that'll lead us into number six. This is the title track called Born To Be Wild. Um, and uh, let me just first mention again, mentioned it with the other songs. Uh, when you listen to Back To The Basics and Go For Yours, they also don't have hooks, especially go for yours. He just ends the beat changes a little bit and there's just nothing like it's until he starts his next verse. Um, born to be wild does have a hook and it's basically just him, you know, uh, going born to be wild, wild. You know, he samples from the song born to be wild. Um, but then he comes in when it says born to be, and then he goes wild, wild. And then, uh, the, the sample will come in and be like, cut it nice, you know, and then Marley starts uh, scratching. Um, this beat is dope, all right? And uh, I know I say everything's dope, but um, no, this is this is a good beat. I really do like this beat. Um, Born to be Wild, it's a good song. I'm telling you right now, 
And it's just Shan, you know, he's got a funny lyric where he goes, I put the handcuffs on with a smirk because I was born to be wild, you know, basically being like, yeah, that's right. I'm getting freaky right now, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just Shan letting you know, like Shan's a wild, wild young man, you know, he's out here, he's making money and you know, he's, he's born to be wild. And, uh, yeah, lyrics are good. He is bragging, you know, back to his, uh, his braggatocious style that he does. Um, but I love it. The beat isn't like, super hardcore or even fast but it does have a nice bass line i like the sampling um and i like shans you know this is one of his top songs on the album for sure like no joke um but yeah so on that note you know what time it is i ain't even gonna bother you no more let's play that clip from born to be wild number six from mc shan let's go get ready to get busy so long, and I paid my dues and with rhymes like these, yo, Shan can't lose, you won't believe the strange story, that occurred to me, so intense, it absolutely startled me, I knew that I was bugging, when I stopped walking, I think that you should hear me, I'm conscious talking, if you don't want to listen, hey, it ain't no thing, you rap for a living, but you wish you could Yeah, 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 cut it nice, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> it's a good song right there, Born to be Wild, title track, again, I always like when someone uh, has a title track to their album as the same because they usually try to come and make that, you know, one of the top notch songs because, you know, it's, you know, whether you decided to name your album after that song or you already had the title of your album and you made a song to it, you know, obviously you want to come with something special for that track. And uh, I think they did. I think they did that with this song again. Is it on the same level as I pioneered this? Nope, not at all. Nothing's on the same level as I pioneered this. But, and again, you know, we'll we'll get to it at the end of this album and kind of talk about the spacing in this album because, you know, I'm big into that. And there are some things I would change a little bit. But, you know, nonetheless, we're going to keep going. Next up is uh, number seven, and it's a song called She's Gone. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to level with you right now on this song. This song is absolutely fucking terrible. All right? I mean, I I can't even sugarcoat it. I always try to find the good in something and be like, yeah, you know, the beat's like, yeah, the raps are like, no, like straight up. I'm pretty sure even MC Shan would be like, no, that song's garbage. So this is his attempt at a love rap ballad, right? So love rap ballads were really starting to come into their own thanks to LL Cool J you know he kind of started it with uh I need love he's not the first obviously there were old school artists that had you know kind of love ballad type things but man oh god this is uh this this song is rough um I don't even know if I ever even make it through the whole thing I, I pretty much I don't even let it start I just skip it right away like um I know I tell you to listen to the whole album if you want a good laugh and just kind of be like, what the fuck is this? You go ahead and listen to it. But look, I ain't even going to front. If you skip it, that's quite all right, because I skip it all the fucking time. Um, you know, you ever heard those old kind of love ballads from like the 70s where the it'd be a real like soft beat and then they'd come in and be like, girl, I, I think I love you. I just I just wish I wouldn't let you get away. But now 
I cry every day, you know, like where they're kind of talking and like pouring their feelings out. That's kind of what he was going for on this. And it just did not work, man. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just, it's a bad song. And like, I mean, you read other people's reviews about it and they'll be like, hey, I was going to give this album, you know, like a straight up A, but I had to knock it down to a B because of that god awful love ballad that he has on there. And um, that's that's the blemish on this album. You know, that's kind of, eh, you know, I get what he was going for. I understand it. Um, but it just it's just not his thing. You know, some MCs can do it with LL, it worked. Big Daddy Kane, it works, you know. But those two have always been, you know, sex symbol types. Shan just, he, he ain't that sex symbol, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, you know, and people that like Shan were like, nah, we just want to hear you fucking rip the microphone and brag. We don't want to listen to this shit, you know? Like, um, so yeah, I ain't even going front. It's a bad song. And uh, we just going to play a clip anyway. I don't want to play a clip, but we will. And uh, this is number seven, She's Gone. Uh, play that shit. No, even though we're far apart, so many miles away, my love for you grew stronger with each passing day. All right. Like I said, yeah, that's... Uh... That's rough. That's a rough one. <laughs> like I can't even front on it. Like it's is is bad. I've never heard anybody listen to this album being like, "Man, I fucking love that song." She's gone. Even girls are like, "Bad, that's bad." Like again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Shan. I always try to find the positive in anything. Uh I can't find the positive in that song. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shan. Please forgive me. At least the rest of your album is fucking dope, right? Um, and on that note, let's just leave that one in the dust and say peace to She's Gone. Because one thing for sure, at least if you do listen to that song, you will be rewarded with what comes next. And that is number eight, Juice Crew Law. So remember when I said there was one other song on here that's at least close to I Pioneered This and kind of on that same level, at least, you know, the closest to it, that would be this one, number eight, Juice Crew Law. So this is the last, no, not the last, but there was some silence between him and Boogie Down Productions after all the dissing went, you know, back and forth. And he didn't really, he doesn't touch on it that much on this album, but he does on this song. Juice Crew Law is a Boogie Down Productions diss. And yeah, he... uh let me tell you, my man Shan goes, he goes hardcore on this one. The beat is fast paced. It's fucking going. Molly Mall's fucking, he whips something up good for him on this one. And Shan, I mean, he, he, he fucking rolls on this. I know I said he doesn't really switch up his flow much. So he can go fast and he can go over slow beats, over fast and slow beats. And even though his flow doesn't necessarily change it changes a little bit right and he rides the rhythm on this one i'll let you know and like this is basically him calling them out like hey don't ever try to front on the juice crew law you know what i'm saying like basically don't fuck with me don't fuck with the juice crew and you know it, it sucks because shan said it in interviews before you know when it came to boogie down productions versus it's always called the bridge wars juice crew versus boogie down productions but 
it really wasn't the Juice Crew versus Boogie Down Productions. It was MC Shan versus Boogie Down Productions because Big Daddy Kane didn't help him out. Um, G-Rap didn't jump on. Biz Marquis didn't jump on. You know, Ace, Craig G, none of those guys, you know, granted they were part of the younger generation of Cold Chillin' and the Juice Crew, but, like, the only one that really ever took another shot at KRS-One was Roxanne Shantae. You know, because, I mean, Chris had dissed him, too, or dissed her, too. So, obviously, Molly Mall was all about making the beat because on the bridge is over, KRS-One dissed Molly Mall, Mr. Magic, um, Roxanne Shantae, and MC Shan, mostly MC Shan. But um, when it came to, you know, dissing back, is pretty much just MC Shan. You know, Roxanne Shantae had one little rhyme in one of her songs, you know, where she said something about him. But other than that, you know, it's pretty much just Shan. And, you know, Shan's good, but he ain't on the fucking level as KRS-One. So, I mean, it really was not even that close, but I'll give it to Shan because he was battling a fucking monster, and he was also battling a whole burrow by himself. So I like that he took a shot. He was fearless. He never backed down. I mean, you ask Shan, I'm pretty sure in his mind he won. I mean, that's just like, you want to meet a guy that has ego and is just like, look, I'm the shit. And I love it. Like, I'm here for it. I fucking love MC Shan. And remember, Karis One is my favorite MC. So, like, me saying that, like, there's no biased opinion here. But uh, for Shan to come out on number eight, Juice Crew Law, basically, you know, never really got a response because by then... The winner had already been crowned, but I just think Shan wanted to do it anyway to be like, hey, I, I'm not going away quiet. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and that's number eight, Juice Crew Law. So let's play a clip from that song from the album Born to Be Wild. Play it. That's a good that man. That beats raw right there. It's a good song. Again, it ain't on the level as I of I pioneered this, but the energy, I love that energy, and I love that. I always love a good diss record. So just remember, he doesn't really call him out by name, but everything that he's saying in this record, the shit that he's you know talking about, he's talking about Boogie Down Productions. So when you listen to it and you're like, I didn't hear him call anybody out by name, you know, just that's who he's talking about, and. uh Anyway, let's get on to number nine. That is called Words of a Freestyle. Um, so this is a pretty upbeat, you know, song. Um, again, just like Juice Crew Law, uh, doesn't really have a hook. I did forget to say She's Gone does have a hook. It's just somebody singing because she's gone. But I really didn't want to spend that much time on that song. So sorry if I forgot to uh, mention that when we were on it. But we're back to the songs without a hook, just kind of a nice sample. This has a good horn sample in it. Um, you know, it's the same, same, a uh, lot of, a lot of people have used that same, um, sample. You'll recognize it when you hear it. JLo used it too. And, uh, one of her songs and, um, yeah, it's, uh, words of a freestyle again. It's just kind of, it sounds like he's kicking a freestyle. At least that's what he's kind of making it like be like, you know, the beat again, 
It's a smooth beat. It's a nice beat. Nothing to really be remembered. But the good thing about Molly Mall is, is he'll add these little things into the beat that make it stick out, even if it's a pretty simple beat. Just like Go For Yours, that little fluttering flute sound. Well, the, with words of a freestyle, the, the beat's pretty simple, but that little horn loop is what makes it stick out. And I, I, again, I think it's genius. But um, yeah, words of a freestyle, Shan, you know, just kicking that shit once again, letting you know, hey, uh, this is what I'm about. Uh, you can't beat me. I'm better than you. These are words of a freestyle. Goes in, no hook, kicks another verse. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, on that note, let's just play a little clip. From number nine, words of a freestyle. Hit it. The microphone stand is where I make my escape. Out of the door, the rounds that I should have taken. I used to say I'm off the top of my head, man. Could I drop her? Megaton ball that was off to stop her. Moving train, hope I don't have to explain that any rapper stepping my way, he's bound to be slain. The stage is the court, I'm the judge and the juror. And when rappers pass me by, they should help the juror. Although you may hate me, and down is the. And we back, that was number nine. Words of a freestyle, which leads us into number 10. They call it, they used to do it out in the park. So this song's pretty cool too, right? Like uh, um, the beat is pretty high tempo again, pretty simple. You'll notice most of the beats on here are pretty simple besides the ones that I've really been, you know, really talking about. Like I pioneered this, give me my freedom, you know. Born to be Wild, Juice Crew Law. Like, those ones are pretty, like, legit. They used to do it out in the park as good beat. Nothing to really, like, sticks out. And this song is just kind of Shan giving an ode to, again, I know he gave an ode to the the old school on Back to the Basics, but this is him giving an ode to um, kind of how they used. So before anybody really recorded or did anything, they'd either have parties or they'd rap in the park, you know, someone have a boombox, they'd set up shop, and they'd just rap in the park. So he samples himself from the song The Bridge, where he even says, they used to do it out in the park, you know, and so he samples that, that's the hook on this song, where it's just, it's going, they used to do it out in the park, hip hop would sit out in the dark, hip hop, you know, and uh, then it breaks into just the sound again, a little horn loop, a, a different horn loop. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of Shan being like, you know, back in the days before, you know, the records were recorded, before this was starting to become a big thing, we used to just kick freestyles, battle each other. We used to just rhyme in the park. And that's what this whole song is about, um, which I, I like. I like the premise of the song. I think it's cool. Anybody does their research on hip hop. Um, that was very big back back in the early beginnings was just, you know, hitting the, hitting the park and just kicking rhymes, you know, wherever park you were at, going from park to park, doing what you had to do, right? And uh, so, yeah, let's uh, take a little listen to number 10. They used to do it out in the park. Play it. Hip-hop sound went through stages and bark on a trip as I flipped through pages. This particular park by the bridge on the Hudson. I first got in hand by the rhymes and the cuts. And if I'm not mistaken, making two records mix. And we are back. That was number 10. And like I said, you could hear kind of how the beat, you know, just uh, simple. But again, you know, that horn sticks out. The little samples he puts in there, it sticks out, you know, and I like that. 
And uh, that leads us to the last song on this album. That's right. There is only 11 songs on this album. And you heard me say it on the top 10 albums from 88. A lot of these old school albums would only have like 10, 11 songs. Um, And it was kind of before skits and interludes really like ever were a thing. So, I mean, again, you'd get 11 songs. This basically has 10 because, I mean, everybody's going to skip. She's gone anyway. So anyway, uh, this number 11, it's called Never Rock a Party, right? This is probably the the most mellow beat on the album. Um, so you, 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 you take out the album on a mellow kind of thing, which is fine. I prefer to have an album end real strong, um, but it's there's nothing wrong with ending on a mellow note, too. I, de- I definitely don't think that it's bad to do that. I always like to have an album start with a lot of energy. It did, so it ends on a very mellow note, but uh, Never Rock a Party is once again just Shan, you know, he way he ends each verse, um, I rhyme not joust, and I never rock a party when I rhyme, or when I play a house, you know, and uh, that was just, um, you know, once again, just Shan letting you know, like, hey, I'm running this joint, I, I, I house this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying, and um, yeah, Nice mellow beat. Shan um, Shan raps pretty mellow on it too. But like I said, only just like slightly. He he only changes for each beat just kind of slightly. So, you know, he doesn't get super mellow with it. But um, I love this song. It's a good song. Still a good end to the album. The only thing I would say is the same year he had a song on the Colors soundtrack, right? Um, uh, and it was called A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste. I kind of wish he would have put that song on this album. You know, he put Freedom on this song, Give Me My Freedom, and it, that was also on another album from that year on Molly Mall's In Control, Volume 1. I kind of wish he would have did the same thing and put um, A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste as the last song on here. I know it was on another album, too. It was on the Colors soundtrack. Um, for the movie colors but uh and maybe that's why maybe he was like you know I've already I'm already using one song that's going to be on two albums I don't want to do it with another one but I think like in my mind would have been a beautiful end to the to the record not that never rock a party isn't but um a mind is a terrible thing to waste I just think it's it's such a hard hit and fucking dope ass beat I think it would have been the perfect ending for this song or for this album. I mean, honestly, he could have just fucking taken She's Gone completely off of this album and put uh, A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste on, and it would have been, you know, an A record for sure. Um, But nonetheless, that's number 11. Let's play a little clip from Never Rock a Party so you can get in touch with the mellow swiftness, you know what I'm saying? That smooth shit. I'm sorry, am I being ridiculous? Fuck it. Play it. No one in reliance, and my rhymes are mainly based on mathematical science. I drink my wet on the rocks, Harvey's with Bristol, all about money and mics made out of crystal. My name will be praised by the preservatives. And we are back. That was Never Rock a Party. You know what I'm saying? MC Shannon, that is the end of the album, ladies and gentlemen. So you know what I gots to do. I gots to pick three that I'd take off and three that I'd keep. 
I'm going to be honest with you. This one might have been the easiest one. There really wasn't too much consideration here when it comes to what songs am I going to take off. Look, you already heard what I had to say about it. You know what's coming off of this album. Number seven, she's gone. Guess what? She's gone. Peace. Yeah, off the album. We ain't listening to it. So that one's pretty easy. Uh, I'm also going to take, um, they used to do it out in the park off. Um, again, that one's a good song. It's just, I, I like the other songs better. So I'll take that one off. And I am going to take Back to the Basics off. Um for me, it wasn't that hard. Like I told you at the beginning of this, I do skip back to the basics. Um, so that one wasn't too hard for me to pull off. They used to do it out in the park. It's a fine song, but again, it's nothing memorable to me. Like the beat's kind of just, you know, repetitive a little bit. And Shan's rhymes are fine. I mean, Shan, Shan's rhymes are good on all these songs, except for She's Gone, because he doesn't even really rhyme. But... Those three for me, it's real simple. You know, it was, I didn't even really have to think too much about what I wanted to pull off of this album. So, one more time, I'm taking Back to the Basics off. Number four, I'm taking number seven, She's Gone Off. And number 10, they used to do it out in the park, which now leads me to my top three. And this honestly wasn't that difficult to choose either. There was one that I was like, ah, you know, I really like it, but it just, it still wasn't on the level of these three. So I'm going to take number two, Give Me My Freedom. That's in my top three. Love that song. Love that beat. Love the rhymes. I'm going to take number eight, Juice Crew Law, because it's clearly the second best song on the album. To me, no doubt about it. Love the beat. I mean, Shan ripping, dissing, doing what he do. That's that's Shan in his element, dissing, you know. And maybe that's why this, you know, album also didn't do as well as all the other factors and the fact that he was kind of losing his popularity. He lost a rap beef, which, you know, back then that could make or break your career. You know, nowadays you can lose a rap beef and just continue on and you're fine. You know, uh, that wasn't the case back in the day. You lost a rap beef and that that could be it your career's fucked, you know, losing to Boogie Down Productions really did kind of kill MC Shan's career there, but um, nonetheless, uh, Juice Crew Law, gotta have it in your top three, and my third and final one, you know what it is, it's the best song he ever made, it's the best song on the album, I pioneered this, 100%, you knew it was coming, so uh, again, my top three is um, Juice Crew Law, Give Me My Freedom, and of course, I pioneered this. So the one song I did say I was like, yeah, you know, I do like that song, kind of want to put it on there, but it just, I couldn't put it above those three, was Go For Yours, just because I loved the beat, and I liked the way that he was kicking conscious raps, and I liked the versatility that he showed on it, but in the end, I, I can't put it over Juice Crew Law, I love Give Me My Freedom so much, and obviously, again, you know, nothing's going over. I pioneered this, so, yeah. Anyway, um, that is MC Shan's sophomore album, Born to be Wild. Like I said, give it a play. Give it a listen. Um, you know, I don't... It's, it's another one of those albums that I just don't think gets the love it deserves because of all the factors that I had already mentioned, you know, everything that was going on with his career. By the time he dropped this... You know, his career was already on the decline. 
Um, compared to some other albums that came out in 88, the quality, the sound quality just wasn't on par. His rhyme style, like, you know, got to remember Rakim and KRS-One and Chuck D and, you know, Big Daddy Kane, they were all superb lyricists with different flows. They could switch it up. They're kicking a lot of fucking knowledge. And, you know, people kind of looked at Shan like, you know, he's kind of dated a little bit. At least that's what it seems like to me. But nonetheless, don't overlook this album because this is a solid album. And again, a lot of Shan fans will say Down by Law is his best album. I don't know, man. I got to be honest with you. I love Down by Law. But I love Born to Be Wild more than I love that album. I think Born to Be Wild is is just a soup like a solid album. It's dope. That's all. I, I mean, that's all you gotta say right there. It's dope. And you know, I say that word like fifty five hundred times a show. So, and uh, on that note, though, make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bring the Noise Podcast. As always, I am Straight the Clipper. And I will see you on the next episode next week. I'm Audi 5000. Peace. One, two, and three, yeah.